0: Now. have made it even better. It's had a redesign inside and out. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennec. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 204. This is the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thanks for listening, thanks for downloading, and you first-time listeners, we're glad you found us and hope you like what you hear. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the editor of the website techguide.com.au. On this week's show, Samsung Pay has finally come to Australia. Eddie Head Stadium has unveiled its new smart seats and we'll talk to some of the developers who attended Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the Samsung Gear Fit 2, also the free application that can create and remember strong passwords, and also the SanDisk USB-C flash drive. And we're going to wrap things up with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products and Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. Plenty to get through, so let's get cracking. Well, Samsung has finally kicked off Samsung Pay in Australia. Samsung is the world's number one smartphone manufacturer, and just last week they announced that American Express was its uh, first partner, for Apple Pay here in Australia. Now, you have to remember, American Express has also supported Apple Pay as well. So in terms of a card issuer offering digital wallets, they've got Samsung Pay covered, Apple Pay covered, and Samsung and Apple devices actually account for 74% of the smartphones in Australia. So it's quite a big, big audience to choose from there. Now, Samsung Pay will incorporate your card. So you can scan in your card and it can then be used at a terminal instead of actually using your plastic. And the beauty of, ha- of having Samsung Pay is, is the three levels of security. So it is actually safer than using the actual plastic card by having Samsung Pay. Those three level securities include your fingerprint authentication. There's also a token, encrypted digital token, which has all of your personal payment information. And there's also Samsung's very own Knox security platform. That's added security as well. So way more security you'd get if you were just waving a piece of plastic over the terminal, Samsung Pay gives you all of that and the convenience of not having to carry your plastic around either. So it's... uh it's it's like Apple Pay, where the smartphone is replacing your wallet. And if you're a Samsung user, the devices that are compatible are the recent devices. We're talking this year's Galaxy S7, Galaxy S7 Edge, last year's Galaxy S6, Galaxy S6 Edge, and Galaxy S6 Edge Plus, as well as the Galaxy Note 5. So it's basically a Samsung device made in 2015 or 2016 they can now make digital payments. So to set up Samsung Pay, here's what you need to do. Well, first of all, you need to be an American Express customer, and you also need to have one of those Samsung devices that I've just mentioned. So what you do is open up the Samsung Pay app on your smartphone, your Samsung smartphone, and you can do one of two things. You can either scan your American Express card simply by taking a photo of the card, or you can just type in the details manually. Then you need to confirm your billing address, and then there's some additional instructions you need to follow. And for added security purposes, you will need to enter a one-off verification code to confirm your identity. That's that's only a setup, you only need to do that each time. Uh, and that, that is, uh, then you are set up for Samsung Pay. Now, when you're ready to make a payment, simply slide up from the bottom of your Samsung devices screen to launch the Samsung Pay app. And to authorize the payment, you use your fingerprint uh, and then hover the device, so your Samsung device, near the payment terminal where you would usually tap your card. So it will work with those older ter- those terminals simply by just waving it over it. and that, you've made a payment with Samsung Pay. So uh it's, it's already it's growing really quickly, Samsung pay, as is Apple Pay, Apple Pay launched here in March, so they did get a head start over Samsung and American Express is the only partner thus far for Samsung Pay with uh, Apple Pay, I think you have ANZ and American Express, and I'm sure the numbers are going to grow if you if you want Samsung Pay or Apple Pay uh, for, for your card or your bank, then tell them. I think the more, more people they hear from, the more likely they are to adopt that service. So uh, the, the digital wallet has certainly expanded here in Australia with Samsung Pay. If you want to check out that story and uh, see uh, or to follow those instructions once again, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Now, I don't know about you, but I love going to the football. I'm a big sports fan. I'm a big South City Rabbitohs fan. We're not having the best run at the moment, but you know what? We'll bounce back. Uh, I do enjoy the whole experience, and that experience just got a lot smarter down at Eddie Had Stadium. So uh, if you are a an AFL fan, they do pay, play a lot of AFL at Eddie Had and you uh, want to be part of their medallion club you'll see the very the brand new smart seats now what makes a seat smart i hear you ask well these seats are no ordinary seats each of them has a high resolution screen so you can not only check out your own replays but also check out other games and other results and it's the result of a partnership between samsung and also Telstra, Samsung providing the Galaxy Tab Tab 2, Tab S 2 tablets, the 9.7 inch tablets, and all, and Telstra creating all that connectivity. It's uh, all free Wi-Fi within the stadium. Uh, there's, there'll be more than a thousand seat smart seats during the 2016 uh, season, and that all those seats will be equipped with those high definition tablets I mentioned from Samsung and the the luxury seats very very comfortable the first time they were used was in round 12 of the AFL on June the 10th the match between Essendon and Hawthorne was the very first time the smart seats were unveiled and what it allows you to do is to 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 watch live sport keep in touch with the outside world other other games but it's basically your own personal screen like everyone can see the main scoreboard but that is running for everyone else, and it's all it's organized by the person that's running the scoreboard. So rather than you having to wait to see the replay, you're hoping they're going to replay that trial, that goal, or whatever you want to see again, with your own screen, you get to do that yourself. So you've got your own control over the screen. So it's your own personal digital scoreboard, which gives you not only access to the game you're watching live at the game, and also other results as well. I think you can access Fox Sports channels, Sky Racing, uh, some free-to-air channels as well. And if you've got younger fans at the ground, they'll also be able to access Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon Junior channels as well. Uh, Eddie Had Stadium is equipped with 1,400 IPTV high-definition screens already and more than 700 high-density Wi-Fi access points. So you get that fast, free internet connection all around the ground and these smart seats just complement that and tap into that connection and allow you then to to look at the replays of your own game the live game in front of you and as well as the other the other games that are on at the same time i think this is a great example of stadiums trying to improve the live experience they need to give fans an incentive to still come to the game because you think about it Every game of AFL, NRL, it's all live. If you're a subscriber, you can watch all this live in the comfort of your own home. So a lot of people think, well, I've got live access. Why do I need to go out there? Of of course, diehard fans are going to want to be there, enjoy the atmosphere, enjoy being at the game. And having these, these, these smart seats is another step towards giving fans an incentive to be there. So they're kind of getting all the mod cons that have sitting in the comfort of their own home, but in front of them at the game... With this technology, it's a, a, a smart move. Uh, no, no excuse for the pun there. The smart seats, a smart move at Etihad Stadium. You're going to see other examples of this also being rolled out around Australia. Uh, I think that there's these partnerships. Samsung obviously doing well there with the with the tablets. Telstra also on board. You're going to see a lot more of this as the live sporting experience in Australia. And we are a sporting nation. We love watching sport. Uh, the more we we have this. I think the more people are going to be enticed to get out to the games and enjoy not only that atmosphere, but also that technology at their fingertips as well. If you want to check it out, or if you have been to Etihad Stadium and experienced it, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us, a, drop us an email, info at techguide.com.au or give us a tweet at Stephen Fennec, and that's Stephen spelt with a PH if you want to tweet me. Uh, otherwise, you can check out all those details at techguide.com.au. Now, while we were in San Francisco last week, we did get a chance to not only attend the keynote, which we spoke about on last week's podcast, but we did also get a chance to to have a chat to some developers who had been given early access to the updates, the iOS 10, macOS Sierra, watchOS 3, tvOS as well. And we thought we'd chat about that because they, they give great examples of how these changes are going to be incorporated into their own apps. Starting with JibJab. Now, this is an app that lets you create personalized e cards, put your head on top of an animation of a character, and share that with your friends. Now, previously, to do that, you would have had to get on the website, send someone a link, or go through the whole process. But now with the changes to iOS 10, this app will now work within iMessage because you, you can recall Apple are giving developers access to iMessage. So the messaging applications can be now accessed or content creation apps can be accessed through iMessage. JibJab is a good example. It was actually featured during the keynote, which was good for them. Uh, now you, rather than the uh, users having to rely on sending links and, and emailing, Uh, It does add to the whole virality of the uh, messaging service if you're included within iMessage. So they're very pleased with this update. Next up, we spoke to uh, people from the Australian-made app, Sweat with Kayla. This is a really popular app. Millions of users and subscribers around the world. And what it does, it gives you personal training programs and meal plans and gives you encouragement to reach your fitness goals. Now, the big improvement here for Sweat with Kayla is with the Watch OS 3 and the ability to run apps in the background and keep them in a dock so they're, they're instantly accessible uh, when, you, when, you, when you turn your wrist to view it. In this case, with the Sweat with Kayla app, you can, while you're in the middle of a workout, rather than having to fumble around for your phone, unlock it and see what you're up to, a simple twist of the wrist with your Apple Watch, and you can see exactly where you're up to with your workout. Another developer uh, is from the virtual shopping mall, Spring. This is a a site that allows you, that that kind of unites brands with customers. So think of the whole, the physical mall where you walk around and and you walk in and out of shops in this one big building. Well, imagine that model online. So it's 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 a virtual mall that that and, and Spring don't carry any stock whatsoever. They they just connect the customer to the to the retailer, to the brand, and then the shipping is organized on the side. So what the enhancement here with Mac OS Sierra is the introduction of Apple Pay. Apple Pay on a Mac doesn't mean you have to carry a Mac into the store, uh, to which is what they showed, actually, a funny photo of that uh, during the keynote. But what it allows you to do is to, if you do want to pay with Apple Pay on a website, then you'll if you have a, your iPhone handy it will act it will act as your your secure terminal so you just use your touch ID and then you pay with Apple Pay securely as if you're in the standing in the store so you're not sharing credit card details a lot of people one friction point when coming to a new site is having to share credit card details Well, that doesn't happen because it all goes through Apple Pay. It's all secure, uh, and and no no one gets to see your credit card number. They get paid, and you get your goods without having to compromise your security. A really uh, a really great development for online for online merchants as well uh, the next development is for gaming there's a game developer there we spoke to called Wooga and there they specialize in small screen games like micro games for apple watch and i don 't I don't mean micro in terms of size of the game i 'm talking about the uh, the duration of the game. So with this like micro-sessions, like a session could last 10 seconds. And they've made games in the past that are like farming games. Uh, the latest game, they've, come, they've had a virtual pet game. The latest game they've come up with is called Fish Time. And it allows you to l- drop your line in the water and then come back from time to time, see if there's any fish biting. And it allows you then to drop in and out of the game Uh, really quickly. And part of the new developments of WatchOS 3 is that the app is always running in the background and is instantly accessible when you need it. So in the case of the game, rather than you having to go in, wait for the app to open and then have a look, that's already wasted 30 seconds of your time, maybe a little bit less, but it's time that people are normally done with that little micro, uh, micro interaction with the game. We're talking like 10 second interactions at a time. Uh, on on your on your watch as well. Next up is Lyft. That's spelled L Y F T. They are a ride sharing service similar to Uber, and they uh, they're going to take advantage of the fact that Siri now being available to developers. So what's possible now with Lyft and with any other app that wants to use Siri? In the case of Lyft, you could you could just say, "Hey Siri, book me a lift to the city." Uh, Serial say, okay. When do you want to leave? The, your driver's name Steve. He's going to be driving a Mercedes Benz. Uh, he's going to be. It's going to cost you ten dollars. Do you want to book it? Yes. And the ride's booked. So really easy for them to to for, for customers to book a ride and and confirm all of that information without touching their phone, without doing anything at all, but just talking. That's going to be a huge game changer, I think, for a lot of app developers who want to give their apps a hands-free capability. So you think of the apps that you would traditionally use when you're out and about now are going to suddenly be able to have be voice activated voice controlled so suddenly they're going to be useful in the car in places where you can't you, you can't type you, you you're driving of course you can 't touch your device but you can use your voice so re- keep an eye out for those sling TV this is a live TV service this was only in the US but it was an example of how the changes to TV OS has allowed and that's my that's my Siri actually reacting to me saying "Hey Siri," so at least we know that it works for real. I just turned it off. Sling TV is a live TV service and now users can search for content using Siri as well. There's also a single sign-on for all your multiple TV services but mainly for use in the US only. Uh, and Dexcom, that's another application that is a diabetic app so it allows you to to monitor your glucose levels any di- diabetic knows that you do need to prick your finger and 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 check that check your glucose levels out several times a day with Dexcom patients wear a little sensor that is with with some some like filament really thin hair thinner than a human hair filament that goes under your skin so that it can read your glucose value whenever you need it so the sensor wirelessly sends that information to your at your iPhone. Now, with WatchOS 3, you can discreetly view that information on your watch. Uh, what it provides is not only not only your not only your glucose level, but also where it's heading. So the direction of your you know where it's trending up or down. The other good thing too is that users are able to share their reading. So imagine a parent being able to monitor their child if they happen to be a diabetic as well. So usually parents of diabetic children wouldn't let them out of their sight. They'd, they'd want to know uh, how their glucose is going because there's a risk if their blood sugar gets low then you, you, you're suddenly in the emergency room. Well, now with Dexcom, it is possible to remotely access their child's glucose levels. So imagine now the freedom that they, the kids will have. They can have sleepovers and go to parties and things like that, and parents can monitor them uh, from from their, their smartphone or their Apple Watch as well. So uh, really, really de- a good breakthrough there for Dexcom, especially with these new changes. They're just some of them uh, from the developers that we, we met up with uh, the, they're pretty excited about the fact that these changes are occurring. It's just going to make, make their apps even better. It's going to make them easier to use and more attractive to users, most importantly. If you want to read more about that, you can check it all out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennig. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Now, we do have a lot of stuff stored on our computers, a lot of valuable information, including family photos, videos, tax and important work documents. But what would you do if you suddenly lost all of them, if they were all gone, if they were encrypted and impossible to retrieve? That is called ransomware. That's malware that locks you out of your own files and then demands that you pay up or lose access to them forever. Unfortunately, ransomware is on the rise in Australia. And in fact, Australia is now the most targeted country for ransomware attacks in in the southern hemisphere norton security premium is a powerful internet security solution that can help keep you safe from the ransomware by identifying and warning you against these dodgy files before you click and backing up your files from your pc to the cloud so you'll always have a copy if anything goes wrong to learn more about how to protect your online life visit au.norton Dot .com Tech Guide Now, a Tech Guide review with Steven Finney. First up on the Tech Guide review this week is the Samsung Gear Fit 2. This is an activity band that I think is easily the best one that Samsung's produced. This isn't their first device. But as I said, I think it's easily their best. Now, this has got a 1.5-inch display, a super AMOLED display, no less. It has a, It's a curved display, as a matter of fact, and fits your wrist really nicely. So it's not too bulky. It's pretty sleek and thin, even when you're wearing it, the screen. it uh, It's not bulky, as bulky as some other fitness trackers that we've seen in the market. In fact, it only weighs 30 grams, so you're not even going to know it's there. It's got an adjustable strap, soft, soft and flexible strap so comfortable to wear all day and all night and it is easy to read the screen is really easy to read day or night as well and with the shape of the screen it is it is a lot like a vertical screen. But all the information is displayed the right way up, so you can easily read what's on the screen. There's some others on the market where you've got to kind of turn your wrist sideways to view the text running across the screen, and uh, it, it does just this just makes it a lot easier. There's enough room to not only read the information really clearly, but also enough room to interact with the screen. You might I may add a. You know, use a stopwatch or the timer on board. To add uh, various information. There's plus and minus buttons that you can easily click on the screen. So it is the the screen is small enough to be discreet, but large enough for you to still interact with it as well. Uh, you swipe through the touchscreen to see all of your apps as well, so you can see how many steps you've taken, calories burned, floors climbed. It's also got a built-in heart rate monitor as well. It's also got a built-in GPS, but we'll talk about that in a minute. The The device itself, uh, the operating system is Tizen, similar to what's found on Samsung's Gear 2 smartwatch. And the interface is really smooth. There's two buttons, so there's a home button and a back button really easy to get to your apps, really easy to, to see, to flick through your each of the screens, to see, to see your notifications. It's also a little smart watch as well. So it can connect to all of your, you do connect to your smartphone and get all your details, all your calendar reminders, your social media notifications, your uh, messages, emails, call incoming calls are all accessible. It's only compatible too with naturally Samsung devices, but also Android devices as well. Any Android device device running 4.4 and above is all is is cool to use with the gear s2 the gear fit 2 but what you can't do is uh, pair it to an iPhone if you're an iOS user you're out of luck uh, there is talk that maybe the gear the gear app is going to be released for iOS they've been talking about that for months since the gear the, the gear s2 Watch the smartwatch was out uh, earlier this year, or late last year, I should say. They said they were going to release an iOS app so that it's compatible with iPhone, and we are still waiting. So no Gear or no S Health app as well. S Health is the Gear, the Gear app is mainly your the controlling app of the, so you can control your watch faces and apps and all that sort of stuff. S Health is the app that uh, you can display all the results. So all your steps, your sleep monitoring, all of that is viewable through the S Health app. Now, this can track your activities, of course, your running, walking, hiking, you name it. It will track you, treadmill, on the elliptical, exercise bike, squats, crunches, rowing machine. It will will, will detect it. Most of the time, uh, there were times where we went for a run and we went for a walk and it said, yeah, keep up the good work. It's it, Without us having to press a button, it knew that we were doing some kind of activity and also detected the type of activity. So that's pretty cool. You can activate it manually. So you make sure that you're, you're not going to miss out on your steps. Uh, Battery-wise, you're looking at about th- up to three days. If you use it a lot and if you've got GPS engaged, it's going to burn a bit faster. What I like about this is that you can, there's a lot of information at your fingertips. You don't really need to dive into the app too often to find out, to to, to get all your info. Uh, and it can be used by itself. It does have Bluetooth on board. It's got internal memory. It's got built-in GPS as well as a built-in heart rate monitor. So you could you could go on a run Forget your smartphone. You'll be able to put your some music on board. Uh, you'll, you can log your own. You can use a stopwatch and a timer. Listen to your music. We paired some Bluetooth earphones to the Gear Fit 2. Uh, with all your GPS tracking and all of that, what I just mentioned is without your phone. So imagine how unencumbered you'd be, not having to hold a phone. Wear wear a phone on a on a shoulder strap. Uh, you can just run with the Gear Fit Two on your wrist, and your head, your wireless, your Bluetooth earphones are, are on your head, and away you go. So uh, a great way to be to detach yourself from your smartphone and get your exercise done, but also still enjoy all the tracking and the GPS tracking at the same time. Another great feature is the price. This is only $289. I think that's terrific value. There's a lot of devices on the, pro- on the market now that are priced higher than the Gear Fit 2, but in our opinion, is an inferior product. This is one of the better activity trackers. It's excellent uh, that you'll find on the market. If you want to read our complete review, you know where to find it, techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Now, hands up if you can remember all of your online passwords, if you've got a different password for every account, and if you change them every 30 days like all the experts tell you to do. It's near impossible to do all that. People uh, were supposed to have strong passwords, a different one for every account, change them every month. Uh, you you try doing that, it's very hard. Which is why people that the why people use the same password across multiple accounts. It's it's very hard to remember different passwords. That's why we double up. But with that in mind, if you do have the same password and you your accounts are cracked a Hacker and a cyber criminal are banking on the fact that you have done that. And if you if they compromise one of your accounts, then guess what's going to happen? All your accounts are going to go. First thing you're going to do if anyone any hacker cracks an account is use the same name and password combo across all your other accounts, they're going to just go for broke. If you've got the same one, guess what? You're gone across the board. So how do you get around this? What do you do? Well, there's a free solution called Dashlane. It works on your Mac, works on your PC, it also works on your mobile devices too, your iPhone, iPhones, and Android devices as well. Now, it's a password and also a digital wallet manager. So, it manages your password, manages your digital wallet. Let's talk about passwords first. It's not uncommon to have up to 50 accounts. You think about it: social media accounts, shopping. Banking, streaming services, airline, email, Gmail, all these accounts all are supposed to have different passwords and strong passwords as well. But Dashlane, once you've signed in with your email and a strong master password, then it goes ahead and creates really strong passwords for all of your sites and remembers them when you need to. So no need for you to type in anything, Dashlane does it for you. It does the same with your digital wallets. So I can remember your credit card numbers, your bank account details, even multi-step uh, payment systems. It will remember all those details. So it lets you choose how you want to pay, lets you choose how you want to sign in, and will remember every single password. You don't even have to see the password or know the password. It'll remember it for you. So it'll not only create the password, it'll store it and apply each of them automatically as you need them. And of course, it works across your phones. It works on your browsers. Uh, so it's a great all-around service. And it w- same thing with the digital wallet. It'll remember the, all of that information as well. Now, all this is a secure service. Everyone's thinking, well, hang on, Dashlane will know all my passwords. Well, they won't. They won't even see them. Even if, a, a, if Dashlane is hacked, the strongest encryption in the world, which is AES256, is there to protect you. So the strongest encryption is there. No one can see it. Even even if their systems are compromised, it's still encrypted. 256-bit encryption, they're not going to get near it. So uh, if, you, if you're worried about your current passwords, Dash lane can also look at them, improve them, change them, and change them regularly. It can even identify your existing passwords that are weak or repeated passwords and change them in a click. Really easy thing to do. Also within Dashlane is a little vault where you can store sensitive documents. You might store your, your home Wi-Fi passwords, software keys for, for applications. It's all available through Dashlane, a really handy service. And the best thing is it's free. There are paid services, but for anyone who's, who's using just for general terms to remember your different passwords, Dashlane is really easy, really simple, and really free. So if you want to check that out, Dashlane, i have put a link in our story at techguide.com.au. Okay, wrapping up the Tech Guide reviews this week is a nifty little flash drive from SanDisk. So what's so special about a flash drive, I hear you asking? Well, this isn't any old flash drive. This is a USB-C flash drive. Now, I'm sure you're all aware there are more and more devices, we're talking laptops, tablets, smartphones, that are incorporating the USB-C port. So SanDisk has come up with a USB-C flash drive to kind of complete that ecosystem, because uh, there are a lot of these devices already, and offering the same capabilities as a regular USB flash drive, which are so common nowadays, but having that new USB-C port, it's for a start it's reversible, so there's no right way up or down, uh, it, it is handy, it can deliver uh, speeds of up to 150 megabytes per second, which is really fast way to transfer your music and movies, and a and apart from the the speed, as I said, the USB-C uh, connector itself can be plugged in either way, so you're not going to get caught out. Now, the number of devices running USB-C, by 2020, it's expected that USB-C devices are going to account for 44% of all smartphones. So uh, they're all going to have a USB-C connector, Those, the majority of that. That's the equivalent of 800% growth over the next four years. So USB-C, it's here to stay. And this is a device that can help you stay within that ecosystem. There's going to be four capacities: 16 gig is 16.95, 32 gig is 24.95, 64 gig is 39.95, and 128 gig is 69.95. If you want to check out what it does and what it looks like, you know where to go: techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. You can get the fastest speeds available with the new Netgear Nighthawk X8 AC5300 smart Wi-Fi router. It can provide speeds of up to 5.3 gigabits per second and tri-band Wi-Fi, so you can deliver more Wi-Fi to more devices in your home. The Netgear Nighthawk X8 has got four Active external antennas. They're ringed with blue light. They look really cool. But apart from looking good, they also offer faster Wi-Fi connectivity from the motherboard all the way to every corner of your house. These four and internal antennas connect to the active antennas to amplify your Wi-Fi range. Smart Connect intelligently selects your fastest Wi-Fi band for every device, and there's also ReadyCloud USB access, so you can secure personal access to USB storage from anywhere in the world. Nighthawk X8 is the next wave in Wi-Fi. If you want to learn more, head over to netgear.com.au. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. Couple of quick points in the Tech Guide Help Desk. The first one is uh, I had an email from a reader who wanted to remotely access the, their camera feeds. One of the issues they had was that their their router was using a dynamic IP address for those cameras rather than a static IP address. So it's a, there's an issue called port forwarding. So it allows you to access uh, from outside your network stuff that's on your network. That's called, uh, you need port forwarding activated on your router, but you also need static to use a static IP address. Uh, it's really easy to do if you, you Net, Netgear has a great, uh, their, their Netgear Genie app that allows you to do that on your Netgear router. But that, that is one problem people think, why can't I access this from outside? It's because you've probably got a dynamic IP address, not a static IP address, and port forwarding isn't activated. It's a common question, believe it or not. A lot of people are wondering why they can't do that. A lot of people can't or can't even listen to their Sonos music player, That's their, their network music player, and it's for the same reason that the port forwarding and the, the uh, static IP address hasn't been established. Uh, the other question we had was about formatting a hard drive. One of my readers said that they had an external drive, they had all these video files, and they connected to the smart TV, and the smart TV couldn't recognize it. reason for that is because it was in the wrong format. Now, it's really easy to change the format of your drive, and formatting a drive, I should point out, is going to wipe the drive. So make sure you get everything off that you need before you format it. Now, the, in in Windows, there's a disk management tool uh, in uh, in onboard, it allows you then to format the disk in the right format. I think it's FAT32 is what it has to be. Other, if you're a Mac user. I think there's HFC, there's Journal, there's all these other... HFS, sorry, not HFC, HFS. There's all these other formats you can use. On a Mac, you simply go to your disk utility and then find the disk that you want to format within that application. And it's really step-by-step, really simple procedure to change the format of your disk. The format then is will make it recognisable by other devices, in this case, the smart TV. So you can put your video files on there connect it to your smart TV, view the files on your smart TV, and perhaps even use that drive to record programs from your smart TV as well. Uh, we we've, uh, we've, haven't written anything about that on Tech Guide, but you can. Uh, there, there are other similar stories, related stories to these two topics, and you can check them out at techguide.com.au. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show for this week. You can read about everything we've talked about at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, email us at info at techguide.com.au special thanks to our sponsors netgear the brand you can trust for all your wi-fi needs and also a shout out to norton the company that can keep you your family and your devices safe online thanks for listening it's been a pleasure having you with us once again we look forward to you joining us again next week for episode 205 so until then stay safe and stay connected